Hello friends, welcome back to the podcast. I have been wanting this episode to be out in the world for a very long time and I'm going to be honest that when we launched the podcast, one of the people that I really wanted to interview is today's guest. I'm excited for you to get to know Erica. I think what she's doing is incredible and the way that she's going about it is extremely vulnerable, which is rare, and is also extremely educational because you could be going through things and just kind of keep it to yourself, or you could be willing to share about your experience and what the highs and the lows were of what you're building. So she's the cookie queen. Like, I don't know how else to say it. She's a cookie dough queen, I guess, is more a better way to explain it. She created her business. She is a young entrepreneur. She blew up on TikTok and didn't just leave it at that. She took things into her own hands and was teaching other people how they could use TikTok. She was creating safe spaces on social media where she could be real about the experiences and what it was like starting out and growing an actual business. And anyways, I'll link all her stuff down below so you can see her website, her social media chat with her if you ever have any questions. She is an open book. For those of you who have listened to our advice on getting LinkedIn, she's one of the first people I think you should go and follow on LinkedIn. And other than that, I just wanted to say I hope you had a great October. If you're listening to this when it's live, it is the end of October. It's actually Halloween today. Um, Lots of cool costumes I'm seeing out there. Anyways, I'll save my random chatter for another time. I also wanted to say that we have now been linking down below in the episodes different ways that you can help support the podcast. So at the moment, I'm not reading out podcast sponsors and scripts like that to keep things fun and quick and just, I don't know, sometimes I skip ads anyway. So at the bottom of the show notes, there will be different links of products that we really stand by or brands that we're really excited about who have offered to give us affiliate links or help us get commission if you purchase something using our link or our code and that will be extremely helpful to help support the podcast and what we're doing at Montage. The goals for the new year are going to be a couple of really fun live events for young teen and young women in the area and then a lot of initiatives to be in high schools. So stay tuned for that and I hope you love this episode as much as I did. Hello and welcome back to the Dear Next Gen podcast. Today I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Erica. Welcome Erica to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh well we're gonna get into what you do which is a lot of things. You're an entrepreneur, founder, social educator, and a lot of other things. But we ask everybody on the podcast the main question, what would you tell your high school self? I would probably tell high school Erica that, I don't know, the world is not a mean place and people are there to help you. Um, Because I was very negative in high school. I had a lot of bad experiences with like friendships and I wasn't around the right people. So that really painted, I painted everyone with the same brush. So um, I thought everyone was out to get, get me and I didn't have a good trusting relationship with anyone. And then as I grew older and then as I became an entrepreneur, um, I started reaching out for help and I realized how great people can be as long as you surround yourself with the right people. So I think that's one big thing. 
Hmm. Okay, well, let's get into what you do because I feel like that gives context to like your advice that you would give yourself which I feel like a lot of us can relate to. It's hard when you've experienced stuff, like you said. You're not just making it up out of nowhere. It's you've actually had an experience that wasn't the most pleasant, and that sticks, and you remember that. So how do you describe your job other than extreme, amazing, cookie dough, multi-hat <laughs> business owner? Yeah, it really is. A chief everything officer is kind of like what I like to describe it as of Brodo, which is yeah, an edible cookie dough company. And I do all the things. I um not all the things actually, that's a lie. I used to do all the things. I used to make it in a kitchen myself. I used to pick and pack and ship and touch every single part of my business. Um and now I really focus on just growing. Um I'm an employer now, so I hire I market, I do social media, so I kind of still wear multiple hats, but um, yeah, so I would still say chief everything officer. (laughs) (laughs) And for those who don't know, you started this basically during the pandemic out of your apartment. Yeah, I started it in December 2019, um, unknowingly that the world would flip upside down a few months later. And sure enough, like it was actually a blessing in disguise for me anyway, um, because e-commerce blew up and that's how I basically built my business. And I managed to grow on social media like crazy and it's gotten me to where I am today. And now we're doing retail. Wow. And that's the power of social media and reaching out and being dedicated to what you're doing. If, um, okay. So do you know what generation you are? Technically. I am like a, in between millennial and Gen Z, sort yeah. of. I was born in 1995, so I think I'm more so a millennial. But then I read something somewhere that I was a Gen Z, so I don't know. I feel yeah. like I have millennial energy. <laughs> Me too. I feel like I have millennial energy, but I appreciate Gen Z things. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm 96, so we're close in age. Um, yeah. So you've been out of high school for a while. What? did you do after high school was it anything kind of relevant to now or did it take you a couple tries to figure out what you wanted to do I like switched my like I changed my mind so much um I had horses growing up I wanted to be a vet and then I wanted to be a horse dentist and then I wanted to be a cop and then I wanted to be a psychiatrist so I studied psychology I got my bachelor's in psych um after graduating i was gonna get my master's and then i realized how expensive schooling is and how long schooling is and then i kind of thought about it and decided to work so i started working in research i worked at a bakery i did personal training on the side so i was working three jobs that were all not fulfilling to me um and yeah i discovered entrepreneurship funnily enough on a trip to southeast asia (laughs) Ooh, was it just a vacation or kind of like I need to find myself and what I'm going to do after kind of trip? Yeah, the second one, it was like a existential crisis mode. I remember like quitting all my jobs, um, going online, booking like a one way ticket to Thailand and just like, you know, like just like very impulsive things. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, what have I done? Like, I don't, I don't have any money. I don't know what I'm going to do. I've never been there before. Is it safe? And I'm like Googling all this stuff after I booked the trip, right? Yeah. So I think like, um, and then I actually ended up pushing my trip another two months because I was just so in love with travel and meeting people. And 
it was a very like pivotal point for me. And that's when I realized like, wow, there's actually such good people in the world who are so knowledgeable and just really want to make a difference. And like, I want to be like that. So that's Mm. kind of where all of this started. Yeah. It's, it sounds like a lot of different things you did kind of do touch on like where you are now, like bakery stuff, like talking about protein and training and then traveling and meeting people. Like your job probably involves a lot of like networking, which for people don't know is basically just like chatting with strangers, (laughs) telling them what you do and hearing what they do. Yeah, Yeah. that's all it is basically. (laughs) When you were traveling, um, how old were you? Do you remember? Um, I was 23, I think. I'm 27 okay. now. I think I was 23, yeah. Yeah, and are you glad you did it? Oh my gosh, yeah, 100%. I spent okay. all my money, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like, it was, I don't think I would be doing this if I didn't go on that trip. Wow. See, I feel like a lot of people I talk to who are in high school or just left are really nervous about that. They always think, you know, I either I have to choose one route. I have to choose entrepreneurship or a bachelor degree or travel. And then they're like, and next thing you know, I'm going to be like 35. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not even there yet. So there's time for you. And I feel like I've experienced a lot of those things and clearly you have too. So that's inspiring and, and good to hear. I wanted to ask you a little bit about your confidence on social media. So I'll leave obviously all your links and things below. And we've been trying to introduce the podcast squad to LinkedIn and the powers of it because I love it. I know you do. Um, but when it comes to like posting on social media, you personally had an offer, a story and something to tell and something that really caught my attention and a lot of other people's attention was that you were really vulnerable in a space that didn't feel like other people were being vulnerable. And yeah, I just wanted to know, like, how did you come up with the courage to go, I'm going to be real and talk about all the struggles I've had and educate. And yeah, what would you tell someone who's nervous to do that? So the reason why I started doing that is like, I didn't really know what LinkedIn was until a year of having my business. And I never realized the, I guess, impact that you can have on social media with the things you put out there right so I went on LinkedIn I was scrolling everything was very shiny like you know like someone posting I fundraised five million dollars I did a hundred million in revenue this year I built a team of 60 people in like 18 months like just like all this you know fluff um which some of it might be true but then you also don't really know what's on the flip side and what it took to get there and Um, I guess as I started to have more conversations with different founders, I started to learn all of the pain points that they're having. And we shared a lot of similarities in that way. And Mm. then I wondered, like, why do we not talk about it? Like, then I go to their profile and I look and I'm like, they never talked about any of that stuff here. So I guess for me, I was feeling really discouraged and felt like I didn't, like, I didn't, I wasn't cut out for entrepreneurship, essentially, because Mm. I wasn't doing all of these things that everyone else was doing. So that kind of triggered me to start sharing things more openly and transparently and, um, you know, like remove the curtain and, you know, like not glamorize entrepreneurship like everyone else does. Cause it's not, it's not easy. And there are a lot of things that go on that people don't know about. They don't talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, it's relatable to other founders. And even as a customer, I'm like, wow, there's hard work that's put into this and the time and honestly, it makes me want to buy things more when people are are more transparent. 
Yeah. And it's, it's like community building and I think there's so many things that it can do. And I think with 2022, like we all know anyone can launch a website and a product and there's so many different things out there. So many uh, brands that you can buy in the same categories, but like what makes you stand out. Right. And it's that storytelling. And I think that's really important. And there's some brands that do it really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You didn't just use LinkedIn, nice and shiny professional platform. You also used TikTok and grew on that. For Gen Z, usually when we talk about TikTok, either they're really overwhelmed by it or either they say that it's their main source of entertainment or they see a potential to use it to kind of grow an audience for something kind of the way that you did. How did you go about becoming, you know, TikTok famous? I never intended on it. And I honestly only got on there because my good friend, so she launched a company and she went all in on TikTok. Um, She hired someone to make videos. And I think I saw her account grow in real time and her, you know, her Shopify, like we would hang out in her Shopify thing would like be going off nonstop. And I'm like, holy crap, Jill, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then um, I would go to her house and she'd be picking and packing orders all day. And So that kind of inspired me to get on there and like be consistent with it and dedicate myself to it. And I had one video blow up one night randomly. And I think I had like 150 orders over the course of like two days. And I was freaking out because that's a lot for one person who doesn't really have her shit together. Like I had like inventory everywhere. So Mm -hmm. um, I think from that moment on, that was like probably like March or April, 2021. Um, I just continued to post and built it up. And then now I think we're at 200,000 followers, but it's just like been a great way to not only like storytell and like market the product, but also like build community and really interact with people, like having the ability to respond to comments with the video and Mm -hmm. message customers and keep people updated and go to stores and, you know, like take people along for the journey. Like it's such a cool platform for that. Yeah. Oh, well, I hope you're proud of yourself. We're proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, you, when you gave me the advice that you would give yourself, um, it made me wonder what moments helped change your perspective now. Was it because some amazing people messaged you, went for coffee with you, or just were kind enough to share your business? Or, yeah, what were the influential moments that made you go, ah, the world can be so great if you ask for help or accept help. Definitely like just conversations that I've had, like the scariest thing for me, like I remember getting on LinkedIn, I think in, I don't even know, like 2020 maybe. And I was messaging people that I really admired and looked up to who had built like established, like big, incredible CPG brands. And I thought, Oh, they're never going to respond to me. Like I'm just, a small fish in a big pond and they did actually they took the time to respond to me they got on a call with me um mm. and we all know how busy some of these people can be so i think at that moment i was like wow these people like genuinely want to give back to entrepreneurs like me because they once were in my shoes and they know how hard it is so yeah. that moment i was very like taken aback and i kind of reevaluated my whole life and i was like very like it was like I don't know, an epiphany almost, right? Because I spent my whole life um, around people who weren't like that, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And it it put a very negative, um, I guess, image or view or perspective towards all people. And now that I kind of have shifted um, my circles around and stuff, 
like it's completely different yeah well that's encouraging for people who might be in the same spaces you were back then with you know maybe it's just the community you're in or you just feel like you have a different purpose than the rest of your friend group what was your actual like high school young adult um kind of relationships like was it was it people you just met through school that you just like already had grown up with or just moving or things like that I didn't have a lot of friends just because I was like very introverted and then I had some falling outs with some friends like early in high school and then that kind of just really like made me want to like focus on myself and I always felt like I didn't fit in really um and then I guess as time went on like in university I had some really great friends um we had different interests again and then like I've moved so much and I think your circle changes so much like as you progress through life and that's totally okay like it's you know it's going to happen and it's probably going to change again like as i continue to grow and you know develop myself personally and professionally mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean i still have a lot of friends that i talk to from high school but we're not in each other's immediate circle anymore it's kind of like hey i haven't seen you how's it going like want to go out for a drink or something you know yeah yeah i definitely feel like you have found your people professionally and personally a lot and that I don't know. I feel like it shows when someone is happy and is surrounded by a lot of community and even beyond just the online presence that you have and the responses that I'm seeing, it seems like people are cheering you on and I hope you feel that way too. Yeah, I'm really grateful. Honestly, everyone's been really supportive and I think that makes all the difference. And it's that old saying, right? Like you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who want you to do good and be better and cheer you on and can help you and vice versa as well. Right. Like you want to help the people that you're around. So I think that's super important. Mm -hmm. Okay. So say someone is looking around and they're like, Eeks, these are my people for this next season of life. Do you recommend they just message people they admire or I don't know where, where are we looking for friends nowadays? <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because I had no one like two years ago that was doing what I was doing. And like, I loved my friends, but they worked for the government. We were on very different paths and they couldn't really help me with a lot of the things that I needed help with. And I felt super out of place. So I literally like the pandemic, it brought me closer to so many people. Like some of my best friends I've never even met in real life. I just mm -hmm. found them through LinkedIn or found them through Instagram. Um, just messaging people and like what's the worst that's going to happen they just won't respond right like yeah just ask be like hey like i think you're cool and i love what you do like would you want to hop on a call sometime would you want to go for coffee or like even these um like there's the forum for women entrepreneurs i think it's called the forum in canada now like that's mm, another yeah. great place to go and just like joining groups like that i think um is a great way to meet other people that are mm -hmm. doing the same thing as you means putting yourself out there which can be scary but it's it also leads to great opportunities and good collaboration i feel like you do collaborations well and lifting up other entrepreneurs and especially female entrepreneurs that's really important to do mm -hmm. yeah for sure um so when it comes to yeah there's so many things i feel like i could talk to you about friendships entrepreneurship but i I did want to say that even you and me knowing each other, that was just through 
the online world connections. Luckily, we have been able to meet in person and eat together in person. Thank you, Corwin, for letting yeah. me tag along on lunch. <laughs> but I, that was kind of a season where I realized online, the online space is a place where you can make friends and is a place where you can make real relationships and connections for down the line. And, you know, you never know what will come out of it. You just think, okay, I'm willing to step out of my comfort zone and just go for coffee with someone I, and obviously be, you know, careful with in meeting strangers, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. when, when you can see they're real people and you already are chatting about the same interests or, you know, it just could be a fun, a fun day or hangout. Even I've had friends who are like messaging groups, hey, I'm going to this concert alone. Does anybody mm. want to come with me? And that's, and that's the start of a new friendship or it's just, a good memory to have where you don't have to do it by yourself yeah exactly and I, I have a funny story so like I guess when I was really struggling I didn't have any friends who were entrepreneurs I went on Bumble BFF yes and... I was to mention that actually <laughs> yeah and I swiped right on this one girl and we met up and we went for like a two-hour walk it was freezing outside and we just talked like non-stop about like business and dreams and like all these things and it wow. was so so crazy and then we're best friends now and I don't know what I would do without her and we're actually going away together um next month and she's just been such a rock for me and we've kind of been alongside each other watching our businesses grow and I messaged her yesterday and I was like <laughs> you know what I never like have told you how much I appreciate you and our friendship and you know like it's I think it's so important to like also acknowledge that with the friends mm -hmm. that you have in your circle and their importance and their significance so yeah one one left swipe could have like you know she could have <laughs> not been there so. yeah I definitely had downloaded that for a while and then I think I got scared that like once I got married my dating profile would like also come back up so then I just <laughs> quickly deleted the app but I do I have heard success stories of people like you who are like now I go on vacations now this Bumble BFF match is in my wedding party, things like that. So I'm like, okay, yeah. there, there is a need for women to be collaborating and cheering each other on and doing life together. That is, it seems far and hard to reach or like you're alone, but really you both were in the same place willing to make a new friend. Yeah, exactly. That's so exciting. Is there anything that you would tell someone who maybe has the business idea, they've started it, they freshly graduated or in university, but they think the space is already full of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, every space is full of things, right? Like I think um, everyone says that and I think we all are so hard on ourselves and we underestimate what we're capable of doing. And I see too, like a lot of, friends from my past like they, they try something they start a business and then when I talk to them again like three months later they're starting a new business because it wasn't taking off the way that they had hoped so I think if you start something new like stick with it for like a year continue to stick with it um just surround yourself with people who have done what you're doing who are further ahead of you or like alongside the same I guess stage as you that's really important um and then yeah like I mean, I have a cookie dough company. There's lots of cookie doughs out there, right? But if you stick with it, you know, and mm -hmm. you don't give up, like you're going to make it work and you're going to find a way to make it work. And 
you're gonna fail a lot. I've failed a lot along the way. And there's been times where I've wanted to give up. And this is super common. A lot of people want to give up throughout their journey of entrepreneurship. But it's like you can't experience the 10 out of 10s without the one out of 10s, you know? And the 10 out of 10s wouldn't be as enjoyable if you didn't go through those one out of 10s. It wouldn't make it as rewarding, right? Wow. I feel like you give the best, like, big sister advice. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is just like, man, I have so many great people in my life who, like, kind of shake some wisdom into me when I'm, Mm -hmm. like on the ground like crawling through death valley like not sure if i'm gonna make it out yeah (laughs) is there um a moment you can share where you were like and i'm over this like maybe like your friends who are like i'm just gonna give up because you did power through and push through and let people speak into you and encourage you but i'm i'm sure there's moments where it was hard yeah (laughs) i have a lot of moments i have a funny story um I actually used to do, yeah, I used to do in-person deliveries um, with my cookie dough, like back when I lived in Ottawa. So I would like, I think the most I did in one day was 42 orders. And that's me driving like all over the place and people wouldn't put their unit numbers. So I would end up knocking on like 10 doors on one floor, like trying to figure out where the dough is going, like things like that. And then there was one house, I think I got there at midnight and I was trying to be so quiet and it, it was like, tons of snow winter middle winter freezing colds i was in running shoes and a sweater wasn't dressed at all for the winter so i took this order and i like dropped on the the doorstep and then i quietly like tiptoe away and whatever everything's good and then i back out and my windows are tinted so i can't really see where i'm going and i back into the ditch and i got <gasps> stuck in this ditch <laughs> and it was like midnight like on a wednesday night or something and I could not get out. I was stuck and I didn't know what to do. So I had to go bug this poor family and I like, <laughs> knock on the door. The door. <laughs> and I'm like, um, and like the, the husband comes to the door, like in his house coat and slippers <laughs> and he's holding his dog. And then his wife comes to the door and they're like, Oh, you're stuck in our driveway. Like, who are you? And I'm like, your kids found me on TikTok and ordered cookie dough when I was stuck in your driveway. And then, and then they're like, okay, like go grab a shovel from the backyard. And they had this like ice rink and all these shovels next to this ice rink. So I go and I grab a shovel and then I'm like trying to dig out my car with running shoes on with no socks and a sweater. And it's like negative 15 degrees and I'm trying to shovel my car out. And then they come out and then they start helping me. And wow. then the neighbor, the, they're, they're like, the whole neighborhood's going to come out because this is middle pandemic and no one has socialized. There hasn't been anything <laughs> exciting happening. So this is, this is the enter- entertainment. I know. And then you see all the neighbors like pop their heads out of their doors and they're like, oh, do you need help? So they all come over. There's 15 people trying to get my car out of this ditch. And I'm just standing there ashamed. <laughs> and and then we got my car out um, eventually. And as I pulled away, they all clapped. And it was uh-huh. just like, I remember like pulling over and laughing and then crying. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. That's yeah. just hell. Like, I'm tired. I want to go home. I still had orders to do that were in the back of my car. Yeah. I couldn't finish them. So that was like definitely a moment where I just, you know, I realized I'm like, okay, I need to like figure this out and I can't be doing this anymore. So (laughs) stuff like that happens. It's like a really good startup story, I find. Oh, yeah, definitely bring that up at lots of things. And that's so funny to be like, oh, your kids ordered this. You're like, does anybody need cookie dough? Like, uh, thank you. I know and I felt so bad the next day I went and I brought another order and I wrote them a note I was like thank you so much and I'm like I'm not gonna get stuck this time honest to god yeah (laughs) yeah I'm sure people have asked you this before but 
asking for help like in the practical like things like deliveries and assistance in like socials or customer service and all that stuff was that scary to do to commit to I mean this is me also needing convincing (laughs) yeah I guess like you mean like letting go of certain parts and bringing people on to help yeah yeah when you're our age and you know you know, I have done all the things, but then you get into a situation like that where you're like in the car, I would be crying and you're like, okay, there's, there's must be another way. (laughs) Yeah. I think like there, yeah, it's the whole like, okay, screw this. I'm not doing this anymore. Or it's like, okay, let's not do this again. And how can we solve this? So Mm -hmm. I think like a really wise mentor of mine said to like have three columns, like sit down with a pen and paper, right? Automate, delegate and eliminate and like put different things in those buckets and i hired after that that event happened i never did deliveries again i hired a company to do them for me congratulations i was like i I cannot do this anymore and then same with like the kitchen like i would go in and make like 400 jars of cookie dough at a time and i would screw on lids till my hands bled and i would just like have a mental breakdown at the end of it and my friend's like you know i can help you right and i'm like Sure. So he came in and helped me and we got like double the amount done in the same wow. amount of time, which is, so I think once you start letting go of pieces and you let people help you, you realize how, you know, how big of an impact it can have. And it just like saves you. It saves your mental health, you know, like you still are a, a human, you're not a robot and you need help. You can't build a business alone. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, thank you so much. Well, I want to be respectful of your time, but you did just mention something that I think is hard to talk about and this is why I'm like I'm so excited to have like a therapist or something on the podcast but your own journey with kind of like mental health um what was something that helped you helped you navigate that while you're growing up and doing entrepreneurship and we talked about people surrounding you which was good but yeah if you're able to share a little bit on that probably therapy um I did do that for probably like eight or nine months um I don't do it as much anymore. I kind of just book her when I need her, but I Mm -hmm. think having that is really important. Um, And then like doing other things for yourself, like practicing mindfulness, like sitting down with yourself, checking in, making sure you're eating lunch and not working all the way through lunch, going for walks, exercising. Like I think all of that stuff is super important. Um, And then again, like if you have a problem, like don't just suppress it and Mm -hmm. you know, like, think it's going to go away because it's not it's going to be there so i think addressing those things like whether it be anxiety or if you're like going through a really hard time with your business or like don't feel like you have to do it on your own you can Mm -hmm. get professional help or just like again reach out to a friend or whoever who you think can help you yeah oh well thank you for that amazing reminder and yeah where can people find you your company if they're looking for you so Brodo Canada is our handle on Instagram and TikTok. And then you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I know a lot of people probably don't have LinkedIn, but <laughs> Erica Rankin. And then, yeah, I'm on Instagram. Um, you can find me, Erica Rankin. Um, and then my website's Grow with Erica because I work with brands too. Yes, which is also cool. If any brands are listening and want to learn from an amazing strategist and someone who has the numbers to prove it. I feel like that has been so cool to see your numbers grow because it's not all about numbers, but also numbers when it comes to sales and awareness and reach is huge. So congratulations on that. 
Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you so much for chatting with us. Yeah, thank you so much.